We talk about a lot of different wines on Highly Enthused, but this week we're zooming in on one of our favourite styles of wine, and that's wine that has been left to macerate on skins. The kids call it skin contact, or orange wine. Not made from oranges. My favourite at the moment is the Patrick Sullivan Bourbon Shire Chardonnay, a bit of a mouthful, but it's by the cult Australian natural wine producer Pat Sullivan. Literally everything he touches turns to gold, including this wine, and it tastes like stone fruit and cream. We've also talked about the Occupinti SP68 before on Highly Enthused, but there's a brand new vintage out. And like we said before, the blend of Albanello and Zabibo which are fun to say and to drink, <laughs> results in flavour of sea salt and peaches. We're going like stone fruit vibes. I know. I'm into that. Both of these and plenty more Skin Contact Beauties can be found at drnks.com. As usual, just enter the code HIGHLYENTHUSED at checkout for 10% off your order and impress everyone at your next dinner party by bringing a delicious Skin Contact wine. Don't bring shit wine to dinner parties, Never. people. Thank you, drinks, for your support and please enjoy your wine responsibly. Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. Welcome back to Highly Enthused, everybody. How's everyone feeling? Enthused? I'm feeling enthused. Always. What's up? (laughs) What's up with you? You're like jet-setting around the world these days. I'm back from Tokyo. I had the best time ever. It was great. Eight of us in an Airbnb just had... An awesome time. And what did you get up to? Ate about six meals a day. Great. That's the right amount of meals. Yep. We ate Wagyu katsu at around 5 p.m. and then went to a Wagyu teppanyaki thing about an hour and a half later. I was like, oh, God, this is getting intense. A lot of food. (laughs) Watched about 40 minutes of Rugby World Cup, which is 40 minutes more than I thought I would watch. Yeah. And had a lot of fun doing that, actually. It was really, really fun. What about you? Well, I started my new job. Yeah. Which is great. And I've moved into this new co-working space that is just... So good. It has sparkling water on tap. Not only that, it has like free breakfast and free coffee and all this stuff. I know, but like the sparkling water for some reason just delights me. As my friend Elsa says, still water is for plebs. It's all about the sparkling <laughs> water. I feel real fancy. It's just such a ridiculous co-working space. Everything's plywood and it's, you know, there's a dog directory at the reception and a rooftop basketball court and a ping pong table and a podcast studio. And everyone is very attractive and well-dressed. And it's within walking distance of brick fields. So like my life has just turned into a millennial late capitalist paradise. What's it called? Because I know this one in Melbourne. It's called The Commons. So uh, if you, you work in The Commons, come say hi. Are you playing rooftop basketball yet? God, no. But I've <laughs> sat outside and looked at the basketball court and I was glad it existed. You know, I'm not going to play it. It's also ping pong. Ping pong is a dumb indoor sport because the balls fly everywhere. Well, we have a pretty epic listener recommendation this week from Lucy, who's actually a friend of the podcast and listener, who told us about this in person, which is rare. (laughs) Very rare that we ever have conversations with our friends anymore. We communicate solely through podcasts. (laughs) But it is the sex series Unlocking Female Orgasms workshop at Workshop. So it's a two-hour workshop with a sex educator and intimacy coach in Sydney. She's called Georgia Grace. I think they have some in Melbourne as well. Okay. Where, according to Lucy, you are exploring the fundamentals of climax, how to feel more pleasure, the different types of orgasms. One is not inferior to the other, okay, as we all know. Small board. And how to invite sensation into your own body and others. Fantastic. Wow. She went, she said it felt like a very, very safe and intimate and fun space. And she learned a lot. You can find workshops in Sydney and Melbourne 
at work-shop.com.au and I think they run them every few months so fascinating thanks for if you go tell us more I'm intrigued yeah sounds kind of intense yeah I guess is the nature of an orgasm workshop (laughs) she told me you need to stand in kind of two lines at the start like after you introduce yourself and you have to tell the person opposite you who you've never met before what gives you pleasure (laughs) talk about an icebreaker (laughs) okay what have you eaten this week? What's given you pleasure this week, <laughs> What has given me pleasure? Pancakes. So great. <laughs> so Tokyo, we ate a lot. We're working on another travel episode for later in this season, but I just wanted to give you guys a quick recommendation from our time in Tokyo because it was so delicious. So we were Googling what to eat one morning. It was my sister's birthday. We wanted something fun and kind of ridiculous. So we Googled these souffle pancakes and where to get them in Tokyo we found a place called a happy pancake (laughs) and there are a few locations around the city it's actually from Osaka not from Tokyo but they've now opened around there and they are these pancakes that are like like an inch or more high they have just been whisked into submission fluffy well not submission they like are whisked into like these expanses of amazing clouds and then they slowly like dollop this extremely fluffy mixture onto flat pans flip them like you can't I can't even imagine flipping these because they're so light and airy flip them so they're brown on either side and then they cover them like with another tray so they steam Mm. and they were so good. Like I went into this with a like, yeah, like whatever. This no. is going to be a trendy thing that isn't that good. For Instagram, not for real life. Yeah. But we ordered them and they take 20 minutes to arrive because they make them all for, like, super fresh because they're so fluffy. Like souffles, you have to yeah. make them a la minute. <laughs> and they were somehow moist and light. And I found a YouTube tutorial about how to make them. And yeah. I, I'm going to link to it in our newsletter. Please give them a go. They served them with whipped Manuka honey butter. So fluffy. So good. I'm going to make them. I'm going to make them for you. Can I come over and eat them? Yes, please. Yeah. So that's a happy pancake in Tokyo if you happen to be there. Look, I feel like Australians are always in Tokyo, so I think it's fine. But what about you? What have you eaten this week? Okay. So I want to talk about one of my favorite Sydney restaurants. I actually really wish I'd included it in our Sydney food guide. And I didn't. It's okay. I wish I had. Because it is Stambouli in Enmore. Mm. Full disclosure, my sister Claire worked there for a while, but I feel like even with that bias considered, this is still one of the best restaurants in Sydney. I feel like it's weirdly underrated. Whenever I go there, I'm like, this is genuinely some of the best food I ever eat in Sydney. Every time I go there, like you'll read the menu and they'll have something like cauliflower and tahini. And it will just describe like fried cauliflower with tahini sauce. And you're like, I know what that tastes like. I've made that at home. I eat that all the time. And then it arrives and you eat it. And it is like no cauliflower and tahini you've ever tried. Like mm. Everything on the menu is like that. So Whatever it's Turkish the, food. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. Turkish, modern Turkish. And maybe people are a bit snobby about Turkish food or people just think of it as like kebabs. kebabs. But it's amazing. I went there the other week, or actually this week, on Wednesday night for my friend's birthday. And we ordered this dessert. Have you had kenafe before? Oh, yes. This was burrata. Is burrata on top of the No, 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 no. So if you don't know what it is, canafe is a traditional Middle Eastern dessert. It's made with this like thin noodle-like pastry or like thin little noodles stuck together. I think it's called kataifi. I will believe you. I didn't. Mm. My research didn't get get me that far. And like traditionally it it will be like soaked in a really sweet kind of rose syrup and it'll be layered with like a soft creamy cheese or cream or nuts depending on where it's made. But this is literally a burrata wrapped in that dough. Oh, what? fried 
soaked in syrup and topped with this homemade ice cream. Oh my god! So you like, topped with ice cream? Yeah, because <laughs> you know when you're having fried cheese, you need more dairy. Um, but you literally like crack into it with a spoon and like pull it, and the cheese like stretches. It's soaked in syrup, and it's that amazing texture that's like crispy, gone slightly soggy. So you get like crunch and the sweetness of the syrup and the salty, stretchy cheese and the ice cream like melting. I, this is brought to another level. It was life changing. Go eat it. It was truly one of the best desserts I've ever had. Wow. That is a big call. It was so burrata in pastry. (laughs) Like, what's not to love? (laughs) I love it. Oh, so good. Yeah, Stambouli is excellent. Yeah, so go to Stambouli, eat literally everything, but make sure you get the dessert. Will do. (laughs) Okay, what have you read, watched, or listened to this week? I was actually given this book by one of our clients who are the beautiful girls behind Leaf Supply. Leaf Supply. Leaf Supply is an online store which sends potted plants by courier like a florist would within the same day. Really amazing ceramics, really cool plants. They do a different. Deliver. They do three different types every month, right? Like yeah. They do like a one in a sort of chill normal pot, one in a nice pot, one in like a fancy one-off kind of special ceramic creation. I've literally got one sitting next to me right now. Oh, yeah, that's a really cool one. Yeah, that's a leaf supply number. Yeah, really cool. So these girls are amazing and they've written a book before and they've this is their second book, Indoor Jungle. Mm. So we were, we were doing a bit of work for them and I was flipping through the book and just fell in love with it. It's so cool and really beautifully designed and full of just tips for indoor plants. I need that because... You've been in my house. The plants are getting out of control. Look, there are a lot of plants in here. <laughs> various levels of health. Some could do with some assistance. Some need some love. <laughs> well, I'm going to lend you this book because it's got great, great tips for um, all these different kinds of plants. Mm-hmm. So the authors are Sophia Kaplan and Lauren Camilleri. And one of the best tips that the girls gave me was for my devil's ivy, which you have one here. It's such a good plant. It actually can go to the brink of death. And then you can just bring it back. Believe me, I've done it multiple times. Yeah, it's it's so impossible to kill. It's amazing. I've gotten so close and yet never quite killed it. So it's that it's that one that really dangles. It's like a dangling, um, kind of creeping ivy. It's a really common plant, but it's it's an awesome indoor plant. And like many people, my devil's ivy had just like gone so long. It was getting really tangled on the floor and like my dog was chewing it and it just looked really, it was not really doing that well. It didn't get a lot of light. We just have a small window like up in the corner of our, of our living room. And one of the best tricks from this book that uh, Sophia and Lauren taught me is to buy a bunch of hooks, just those clear 3M hooks that you can stick on the wall and train your devil's ivy to creep along the wall using Ah. these hooks. So you can spread out all the tendrils. That would work a lot better than the washi tape I've tried before to stick to the wall. Well, it's good because it's movable. It's not like stuck there so it can still keep growing. Yeah. And you can put it in all these fun little positions. I have a big mat on our wall and I've – trained it to frame the map with mice. It looks really good. When we were there at Sophia's, she had a pot on the ground and then trained with hooks all the tendrils to grow up the wall. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so it looks like... I should do that in my bathroom with the devil's ivy I have in there. Yeah, it looks like it's naturally done it because the hooks are clear. Mm. You can't see them unless you really look. And it looks so cool. So that is the best tip from that book. And there's lots in there, so you still need to go and buy it. So that's Indoor Jungle by the gals from Leaf Supplies, Sophia Kaplan and Lauren Camilleri. And it's published by Smith Street Books. We will have the 
link to that in our newsletter. As always. Highlandthoos.substack.com. What about you? What have you read, watched, or listened to? Going two for two on TV recommendations. Two weeks in a row. It's actually very rare for me, but I've recently discovered television, apparently. I wanted to say there's a bit of a content warning for this one for sexual assault and rape. So if that's something that you find hard to deal with, you might want to skip this section um, and skip this recommendation as well. But it's the show Unbelievable Mm. on Netflix. It's a limited series, six episodes. So again, I kind of love that. I know what my commitment is. I'm not signing up for like 24 seasons of something, you know, short, get in, get out. And it is a dramatization of a serial rape case that happened in Washington and Colorado between 2008 and 2011. And there was actually this incredible long form article called An Unbelievable Story of Rape in 2015, which won the authors a Pulitzer the year after in 2016. It stars Tony Collette, Merritt Weaver and Caitlin Diva, who's from Booksmart. Mm. She's the um, the quieter one. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that that's where she was from. Yeah, that's where she's mm. from. So very different tonally, um, yeah. but she's an amazing young actress. And it basically follows these sort of two storylines. The first one is the story of Marie. That's who Caitlin Diva plays, who is assaulted in her own home in 2008. She wakes up in the middle of the night. There's an intruder. He, like, tells her if she screams, he'll kill her, ties her up, rapes her, takes photos and then leaves. And then she like reports it. She's an, you know, an ex foster kid. She's had like a really hard time. Really horrible things have happened to her in her life. She's in this kind of group home and basically just kind of the story as it goes on, you watch how the police interrogate her or interview her and then like re-interview her. You can see that they sort of don't trust her. And then her foster mums, her ex-foster mums, they're like well-meaning, but they're like, this is just not how I would expect her to they be reacting doubt. to this. And yeah. So they plant seeds of doubt. And it just like escalates and escalates um, until she ends up recanting her testimony. She's just like re-traumatized and re-traumatized and re-traumatized. It's heartbreaking to watch. And then there's a second storyline that's sort of set three years in the future in 2011. And that's where Tony Collette and Merritt Weaver come in. And they are two detectives who are, sing- are separately working on these break and entry, entry and rape cases that have occurred in their areas in Colorado. They sort of through sheer luck figure out that it, there's a lot of similarities between their two cases and then they team up and start working on this massive serial rape case. They find all these other victims. It is one of the most incredible shows I've ever seen in terms of depicting actual police work and how it works and how people piece together this information and how hard it is and how detail-oriented it is. But it's honestly just so refreshing to watch these two incredibly dedicated and smart women work together and to see how like all of these maybe it's coded feminine traits, so like empathy, emotional intelligence, attention to detail, being nitpicky, all of these things that are often coded as detriments to being good at your job are actually the reason that they manage to be such empathetic interviewers to their to the victims who open up and tell them things and really trust them. And the other thing that's so powerful about it is because you kind of keep watching these two stories unfold in parallel and you just keep watching how poor Marie's life just is so horribly impacted by this. And she like loses her job, she loses friends, she ends up losing her housing because she kind of goes off the rails. She never, her ex-foster dad can't really be by himself with her because what if she says something happened that he did something to her because they all think she lied she gets charged with making a false statement and gets fined it's just horrible and then you watch this investigation happening in parallel and when it comes to the final court scene and some of the other victims are like you might think this is just you know a few hours of my life I should be able to get over it and move on but this has impacted me every day and will keep impacting me for every day and at that point you believe it because you just watched 
this woman's, this young woman's life just fall apart. It's just one of the most, like I'm getting emotional talking about it because it's just so empathetically done and so beautifully done and it's harrowing to watch, but it's incredible. Had a female director, maybe not the smartest thing to binge watch on a Saturday night as a woman living alone. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Might have double checked my door was locked, closed all my windows and like closed my blinds, Mm. Uh, put my phone next to my bed to make sure I could call. It's definitely unsettling, so be prepared for that. So that's unbelievable. It's a Netflix original on Netflix honestly was I think one of the best things I've seen that Netflix has produced and just really moving but a hard watch so I also understand if you don't want to watch it because it's pretty intense Mm. so that was that it's a low point guys sorry really brought the tone down (laughs) always here for a great recommendation from you Sophie thanks so what have you bought this week I have decided in October November December I'm not buying any new clothes quarter four no buying what's brought this on I just realized that I have enough. Like, I have enough clothes. I have enough clothes. I don't need to buy any more clothes. Are you convincing me or you at this point? (laughs) I want to just up my savings going into next year, and I just felt like it was something that I could easily cut from my regular spending. Yeah. I have enough party clothes to last me the festive season. Yeah. I have... Probably enough shoes. You can access my wardrobe if you need. Thanks. Yeah, I'm actually going to get more into just swapping <laughs> with people, which I used to do so much at uni and it was awesome. Right? It's I just borrowing. feel like I've got so many friends who have great dresses and when you've got those weddings where you're like, I could just wear the same thing I've worn again, but you're like, but the photos have already gone up. People know this dress. But then you can just borrow from someone else. Yeah, exactly. I'm bringing you along the ride with me. So every week it'll be like, what have you bought this week? Well, I've bought this thing. So, so much bought nothing. Well, I can buy other things that aren't clothes. Okay. One of the things that's been quite surprising about it, well, maybe not so surprising, is just the urge to mm. go into shops. Like I just, I was working in the city yesterday and after work, I was just wandering back to the station and past the standard store mm. at Barangaroo. And I was like, oh, I'll just like go have a look in there. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't even go in. Because, Get out. Yeah. You have to, it's like the urge to pick up your phone is mm. just going into a shop and having a look. Yeah. And actively blocking me myself from doing that it's been a challenge I mean it's only been like three days I'm sure it'll get easier you're in the like withdrawal stage you need to like push through it and then break that habit and then you'll be okay yeah I mean it's just you just I just don't need you just don't need it yeah all this crap I'll keep you updated one thing I did buy in September yeah (laughs) before I went on this crackdown was a bum bag (laughs) Um, which actually is called a waste pack these days. It is not a waste pack. It is a bum bag. Own it. Live it. Love fanny it. Pack. A fanny pack. Lean what into the it? fanny pack. My friend Nikki actually inspired me with one of these because she has a very cool Ganny crossbody bag, which really isn't like a bum bag. It's more like a little flat pack thing. You can pretend, but it's a bum bag. Like, <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's not act like they've come up with a whole new kind. It is a bum bag. Anyway. It's fancy, sure, but it's still a bum bag. I'm not wrapping it around, around my waist. It's like going over the shoulder, down the other arm. And everyone in Japan was wearing it like this. Yeah. I had to convince everyone after I bought it. It was like $12. It was the Everest brand. I found it in a fun, very 90s shop in Tokyo. Yeah. But you can get them, I think, on Amazon. I'll, I'll link to them. They were like, look, this, I don't know if this is cool or not. And I was like, it's cool. Look, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one. Everyone was wearing them. Well, Tokyo is like three years ahead. They always, whatever they're doing is what's going to happen next. The right. guys are wearing them. The girls are wearing them. I'm sure I'll have one within like six months. And it came back to that thing where I was hands-free, gal. I was like, 
just strolling along. Jaunting around. Didn't take any of my stuff with me. Just had my wallet, my phone, my pass for the metro, and I was good. Yeah. It was so freeing. So I didn't get anything fancy. It was just like this army-colored one that has three packs. Yeah. So you can put all, you can still like categorize your stuff. I've just been <laughs> carrying around this Categorize totes. the three things you're carrying. <laughs> yeah. This is my wallet category. It has one thing in it. <laughs> this is my phone category. Just my phone. <laughs> it's real complex categorization there. Well, just in contrast with tote bags. Oh, yeah, tote bags are the worst bags in the world. Even though My husband just like rolls his eyes at me every single time we go to get through our door because I have to rummage. I have to put my bag on the floor and like actively open it up and rummage to find anything in a tote bag. It's like a sack of stuff. And this just had a pocket for everything, my three things, and it was just so user-friendly. I am here for this all summer. Yeah. And I looked them up online and they have really funny prints like this galaxy print. There's a taco print. You can. You can buy it on Amazon. No, you can't. You don't buy anything. Oh, no, I can't. I've got one. I'm fine. I'm done. But yeah, I would would love to hear if anyone else has any tips for just not buying clothes. We should do a clothing swap. Yeah, we have been discussing this, actually getting some people together to do some, yeah, swapping of clothes. Would you guys like to do that? Do you want to swap clothes with us? Message us on Instagram. DM us at Enthused. If you would like to be involved in a clothes swap in Sydney... You can organize your own clothes swap at the same time in other states. Let us know. Or other countries. Swap clothes anywhere. Yeah. I have heaps of stuff I would love to swap. Right. What about you? Okay. Well, mine is also kind of a purchase that's about eliminating waste or minimizing waste. But it's a actually a Kickstarter for a company called Zero & Co. I think it is total genius. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I've wanted someone to do this for so long. Basically what it is, is they are trying to eliminate single-use plastics from every Australian kitchen, laundry, and bathroom, which is a very big goal. Their first goal for 12 months is to eliminate 1 million single-use plastic bottles. Oh, great. It's basically a service for getting refills for basic cleaning items in your house. Mm -hmm. So you purchase a pack. It comes with these dispensers for these products. I'll go through what the products are in a second. And then they also come with these refill pouches. Now, the dispensers are made from plastic that has been reclaimed from the oceans and recycled into these bottles and they're designed to literally last a lifetime i was reading the faqs if one breaks you send it back to them and they try and fix it how do they get the stuff out of the oceans they actually have a, there's a company called Pactech that is a chinese company that do, does recycle plastics that they reclaim from the ocean they would like to use an australian company but they're look, looking for one they don't know if there is one that does it so if anyone knows you can let them know and then the refill pouches are made from plastic that is diverted from landfill and recycled so what it is is you have these containers, the first pack, pack you get sent with a full refill pouch and a, a postage sack that you can send back. You fill up your dispensers, you send back the refill pouches, they refill them, send them out to someone else. Awesome. So it's never thrown out. It just keeps cycling through. I bought the like light starter pack, which was $79, which is a saving of 30 bucks. It doesn't launch till June next year. So it's obviously a wait, but like I didn't go through a lot. I think I've got enough to last me probably till then. Um, and the Kickstarter wraps up on the 13th of November. So by the time you listen to this, you'll still have a few weeks to get involved. And the items that I've got in my smaller pack are laundry liquid, stain remover, hand wash, multi-purpose cleaner, dishwashing liquid and toilet cleaner and then the other things they have are things like dishwasher tablets body wash bathroom and shower cleaner and air freshener so you can kind of choose what you need they have different sizes of packs I've always thought that I'm like one of the biggest uses of plastic is like all of these cleaning yeah. goods and there's there's no other way to get them. You don't need a plastic bottle that you throw out or recycle. Recycling is a huge issue these days. Like recycling's not happening like it should be. We're getting it all sent back to Australia. So I just thought it was really awesome. I thought it was a really 
cool solution to a problem. It's kind of based on like, you know, the old milk delivery service. You'd have glass yeah. bottles. They deliver the milk. You'd send it back. I can't believe that stopped. Someone should bring that back. I just can't believe you grew up with it in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the 20s. It was the 90s. Are the products themselves like biodegradable and chemical yeah. free? Yeah. So the products, um, I'm just reading from their website, but basically they're all manufactured in Australia in a plant in Australia. And they are all palm oil free, vegan and cruelty free, septic and grey water safe, no SLESs, no SLSs, no parabens, etc. Petrochemical free. They use natural scents. Um, they're made from ocean plastic and it's made in Australia. So oh, that's pretty just great. such a win. I'm definitely doing that. Yeah. And it's also, it's a dumb thing, but they've designed the packaging really well. Yeah. Which is just nice, smart to do. It's not it obviously it eco. And it looks like Dr. Jart. Yeah, it does, right? <laughs> those like, packs look like those. Face mask. I know, it's really cool. And it's only available in Australia for now, so I'm sorry to our international listeners, but maybe there's a similar thing overseas. Yeah, let us know if you know of one that we can promote for you. Yeah, definitely. If you if you or someone you know is doing this, let us know. It's something I've thought about, and so when I saw that someone had actually done something about it, I was like, you can have all my money. <laughs> Take my money. All of this it. This is great. I literally sent it to so many group threads instantly. I was like, buy this, buy this. So some people have already heard this recommendation. I'm sorry. So that is the Zero Co. Kickstarter I will link to it, obviously, in the newsletter. If anyone has anything else that they've heard like this, like I would love a beauty product subscription service or something. Would be yes. great. Like washing my hair. Yeah. It'd be great if I could just refill stuff. Aesop should do this. Aesop, step up your game. I'm quite interested in the solid shampoo. Have you seen those? I have. But then I read some reviews that didn't rate them. Oh, really? Not so good. I just need to find the right one for my hair, I think. Mm, we will road test those at some yes. point. Okay. What's it time for? It is time for the fast fast. I said I wanted to sing. I think this is my opportunity. It's the acapella group. It's back. The female acapella group. It's back. The tie-dye bomb bag. <laughs> You're going first? I'm going first. Okay. My first recommendation. As you've said, I am like the iced coffee correspondent for... Highly enthused. So this is yeah. The... I'm the vagina correspondent, <laughs> and you're the iced coffee correspondent. We all have our niches. <laughs> Gotta stay in our lanes. Um, mine's the PG lane. <laughs> For now. For now. Uh, Ruben Hills is a really great cafe in Surrey Hills. It's a classic. It's been around for years. It's always great. And they have this drink. It's a homemade iced horchata with espresso. Love horchata. Yeah. So it's a traditional Mexican beverage made from rice and flavored with cinnamon and sweetened with sugar. It's essentially rice milk. Yeah. Like almond milk or whatever. It's just rice milk. But um, with with a bit of cinnamon added, they dust it with cinnamon and you can just order it as is. But if you want to really level it up, it's only an extra dollar to throw in an espresso shot and it is amazing. Yes. So delicious. So refreshing. Sweet. A little bit different. Was, I literally drank it and was like, I have to talk about this on Highly Enthused. <laughs> this is delicious. I mean, that happens a lot in life now, but it was a real moment of like, this is going to be done. It's going to be mentioned. <laughs> Love it. So that is the iced horchata with espresso. Second recommendation is I have a keyring recommendation by AreaWare. Lovely. It's kind of a random one. Basically, Alex used to always call it my jailer key ring. Jailer? <laughs> yeah, because I look like a, like an old school jailer with like a big ring of key. <laughs> um, I actually think I bought it at Third Draw Down in Melbourne a couple of years ago, but you can get them online as well. We'll link to them. They're these brass, very minimal key rings. I've got one in the shape of a U and they like connect at the top. You can get them in like little wedge shapes. They're like tubes of metal bent into shapes and yeah. then you just hook all your keys Pipes. on them. Pipes. Thank you. Very minimal quite striking shapes. I literally can like hook it over my hand if I'm like got a, if I'm rummaging for something in my bag. The other good thing is I'm paranoid about locking myself out of my apartment now that I live alone and all I have to do is shake my bag 
And I can hear the keys like all jingling on this. Oh, shake ring. your bloody tote. Yeah, can't shake find my, them in there. Shake my bag of stuff, but that's how I know that I've got them. Like <laughs> they make the noise, and I'm like, I've got my keys, and then I can leave and not be worried. So that is the area where key rings. My third recommendation is actually one. It's sort of a very Sophie McComas recommendation. Oh, I'm trying to also reduce waste, as you might have guessed by my <laughs> zero co shout out. But I recently purchased the Toco Eco bamboo rounds for makeup and nail polish remover. Yes, I've seen ads for these everywhere and I've yeah. definitely been interested in trying them. So I think the founder, Sue, actually listens to the podcast. Hey, Sue. So hi. So I ordered these recently. Like I read that things like the little cotton pads are really bad for the environment and it's a lot of waste. And I was like, oh, God, everything's bad for us. Everything's bad for the environment. So I decided to invest in these. They are smooth on one side, a little bit exfoliating on the other side. You just use them like you would a cotton round. You can buy them with a little bag, like a washing bag, and just throw them in the laundry. Oh, that's smart um, to put them all in a bag because that's yeah. what I was thinking that they would just go everywhere and yeah. I would never find them. So you can buy them without the bag. I actually have those little mesh produce bags that I got from Harris Farm, so I'm just going to use that mm. to wash them. Really good. I've just got them in a little glass container. Awesome. Might take your makeup off. They also have them in black, so if you want to use them for nail polish remover and you don't want them to get super stained, you can buy the black ones. Yeah, I imagine them. they would get really discolored really easily. Yeah, so that's – well, I guess you can like bleach them. I like, don't know. Soak I them. Haven't, haven't checked. But you can soak them, but the, they seem okay. I think – they're a little bit stained, just not the end of the world. How do you dry them? Like you peg them individually? I haven't done that yet. I guess I will report back and let you know. Because <laughs> I wonder, I mean, I guess you could just chuck them in a dryer, but I don't have a dryer. I don't have a dryer. It kind of defeats the eco purpose. I guess what I'll probably do is if I've got like a tea towel that's drying, I'll put that over a few rungs and then I'll balance them on top. Yeah, sun dry them like tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> sun dried eco bamboo rounds. So that is Toco Eco. They also have a lot of other really great sustainable home goods. Um, they do toothbrushes. They've got starter packs for shopping, so like reusable tote bags and things like that. So check them out. Okay, my fourth recommendation is actually a wine that you can purchase from our sponsor. But it's a coincidence. Um, I That's because we love our sponsors and actually want to use the products that we promote. <laughs> exactly. So you guys can just feel really good about that one. So it is the wine Fistful of Flowers by Memento Mori. I drank it at Don Pepino's the other week. I saw it on the menu instantly. was like, we're having that wine. It's the best wine in the world. Just the name, Fistful of Flowers. Like, I want to drink that. And it does what it says on the label. It smells and tastes like a fistful of flowers. Oh. It's delicious. It is from the slopes of Mount Carmel in Heathcote, Victoria. It is a skin contact wine. It's very elegant. So if you're someone who's a bit iffy on natural wine, you've had some that are like very like funky, as they say, or cloudy and sediment heavy, and you haven't really loved them, this is a wine that I would say is a great introduction to sort of a slightly more elegant or refined style of natural wine. Everything they do is absolutely they have amazing. an amazing sparkling that I drank at your wedding yes. that they forgot to bring out till the end, and then Nikki and I discovered it, and we're just like, don't tell anyone. Which was great because then I had lots left over for the rest Um, of the summer. But this is so good. I've literally got a bottle chilling in my fridge right now. I can't wait to drink it. And it's only $30 from drinks. Yum. $27 if you get the discount. Mm. That's Memento Mori, Fistful of Flowers. Drink it while you can. It's so good. And then my last one for this week. Is it even an episode of Highly Enthused without a tie-dye recommendation? Nope. I bought myself a new laptop case from Society6. It is tie-dyed. It is very brightly colored. I'm just looking at it right now. That is enthusiastic tie-dye. Yes. That is a rainbow. It is a rainbow. It's pink. It's blue. It's green. It's yellow. It's orange. It's everything. (laughs) I'll be honest. I was obviously influenced by you. You have a tie-dye laptop case. I have a Herschel tie-dye one, which I've actually had for years. Way ahead of you. 2019. Obviously, you are the trendsetter. I am the follower. Now we match. Well, mine's a bit more bright. (laughs) 
think yours is much more muted and like sophisticated. I love it. It's very Mardi Gras. Yeah. So Society6 is a quite a fun website. Basically, lots of artists can upload their work and then Society6 will manufacture it in a variety of different things. They do phone cases, prints, laptop cases, all sorts of stuff. That is the a tie-dye laptop case from Society6. I'll link to the one that I got, but you can pretty much just Google tie-dye or search tie-dye in their website and there's heaps of options. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. What's your fast five? Okay, my first one is an artist that I discovered at St. Cloche, which yeah. was one of your Sydney recommendations in our Guide to Sydney episode. Amazing small gallery in Paddington. So Dale is a Mullumbimby-based artist who paints still lifes of, I guess, quite modern things in that old kind of Dutch master's oh, style. Amazing. So he's painted a plastic sack full of oranges that are kind of just slumped on a table, almost spotlit with a really dark, um, mm. almost blacked out vignette. That really moody. I love that, that Dutch master's So that. moody. It's actually so interesting because there's a, quite a lot of plastic in his in his work. Like there's a plastic wrapped um, wedge of pumpkin just mm. sitting on a table with, with a price tag on it. It's this beautiful still life that makes you a bit uncomfortable because just the, the sight of single use plastic now makes you so uncomfortable. I know. It really and it does every time I'm like landfill. landfill yeah, it's landfill. just this, <laughs> this tension between the natural and the man-made and he paints a lot of citrus with its mm. peel kind of half half yeah. peeled off. He's just absolutely so impressive. And I went there like so keen to buy something and they're all sold out. Yeah. I was like, wow, I really missed the boat on this. Do you know what you should do? Email him and be like, hi, I want to buy your work. It was sold out. Do you have anything else available? I love this one. Oh, yeah. I actually really want him to paint me some tangellos because they're my favorite. You should do it. Dale Rhodes. We will link to his Instagram in our newsletter, but he's incredible. My second one is, it's a very Sydney recommendation. I'm sorry to everyone else, but it's so good. The Continental Deli Happy Hour. So dangerous. Which I went to last night. So Continental Deli is in Newtown on Australia Street. And they've also opened it in the CBD quite recently. It's like a deli with either cheese and cold cuts and really good snacks. And these tinned cocktails. So delicious. So tinned martinis, tinned, um, I think it's a Cosmopolitan and a Manhattan. Mm. Happy hour is, I think, just Monday to Friday from four till six, and you can get two tinned cocktails for 20 bucks. It's so dangerous. Yeah, I had like a $6 vermouth and all these awesome snacks for $6. I had like these big fat fried anchovies with saffron mayo. Go get yourself some tin martinis. Limit yourself to two or you might I had three. It was the wrong decision. (laughs) Lucy, you were there as well. You were also hungover this morning. (laughs) But we talked about orgasms all night, so it was great. That's what three martinis will do to you. (laughs) Okay, the next one is something that is nearly here. I actually don't have it yet. I just wanted to mention it because I can't wait to get my hands on it. And it is the Book of St. John. Oh, yeah, that's good. Fergus Henderson's cookbook, which is coming out, I think, in mid-October. So St. John is an incredible restaurant in London that I haven't been to and I'm just dying to go. So he's pioneered the whole nose to tail eating movement, really uses every single inch of the animal really to create these ultra English dishes just really rich stews and puddings and like scotch eggs and all those kinds of things and I just am in love with the way that he writes. His Instagram, the St. John Instagram is just such such a beautiful account that I love actually reading Mm. every single word and I cannot wait to get my hands on this the book of St. John it's out really soon I'm sure by the time this has gone out it'll be out my 
fourth one is something that I made ages ago, but it's citrus season or the tail end of citrus season now, and I had to make it again. It's the Rent Week Ginger Aid. It's essentially like cordial. If, you, if you're kind of trying to cut back on your drinking at home, it's like a super gingery, reduced down citrus syrup with like... Yeah heaps of spices and it's it's almost bitter because of all the peel and it's yeah. just really rich in flavor and with soda it's so delicious that is a recipe that i really recommend you get on board with before all the citrus has gone to shit and my final recommendation is just a song that i've been hearing everywhere lately <laughs> it's somehow this random resurgence from 1972 it's Groovy! It's really fun! I just love listening to it. Every time I hear it, I feel so happy and I've just played it on repeat and I don't know why I'm hearing it everywhere, but it is Dirty Work by Steely Dan. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna play it as our outro tonight. It is such a dad song. It's such a dad song, it's but so I'm obsessed daddy. with it. And I just want it to be like, guys, do you remember this song? You're just going to sit there with your bum bag and your ginger ale <laughs> and you're going to listen to Steely Dan and you're going to suddenly be a 57-year-old man. I'm a dad. I'm yeah, a dad. You're a dad in your bucket hat and your tie-dye. <laughs> it's a strong image, guys. It's a strong image. I'm fucking loving being a dad. Yeah, it suits you. <laughs> Thank you to drnchaos.com for sponsoring Highly Enthused. Please go and buy all the delicious wine we mentioned. Don't buy all the Memento Mori because I want at least three more bottles. Sign up to my newsletter, highlyenthused.substack.com. Sorry, I just can't get over you calling me dead. <laughs> oh, my God. Follow us on Instagram, at highlyenthused. Email us, highlyenthused at gmail.com. And your dad and your mom will see you next week. Yeah, I don't know how I got to be the mom. You got the fun one. Oh, my God. You are my dad. Oh, yeah, my dad. That's who I, I am. Don't do your dirty work. Oh yeah. I don't wanna do your dirty work no more. I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Oh yeah.